Hi everyone, Kyle Williams, Director of Force Protection OFIC here with uh, your weekly fire situation update uh, for the week of July 26th, 2021. Um, kind of a story of good news, bad news, uh, and then a reality check this week. There's, uh, as you could imagine, based on report last week, still super active fire situation uh, in what we call the Region 6 Oregon, Washington area, 663 current acres inside an active fire perimeter. Uh, that's combined Oregon and Washington, but it still gives you the sense that there's plenty happening. 7,000 people assigned to at current active incidents and uh, still at the highest preparation level, both nationally and regionally, which uh, necessitates um, prioritization of resources, who gets what, what goes where, and, and a recognition that everything is really strained. There's currently seven type one incident management teams and seven type two incident management teams deployed uh, between Oregon and Washington. So plenty going on. Um, so we'll start with weather for this week. Uh, yikes. There's some good here. So the beginning of the week, uh, Monday, anticipating on the east side a chance for thunderstorms associated with monsoonal moisture coming up from southwest uh, United States. This is, uh, you know... Definitely a heavy lightning pattern. We actually saw that overnight, Sunday night, uh, into this morning, and currently still going on at about noon as I record this, in the northeast corner of the state. That's had some mixed precipitation with it. And in fact, uh, the Central Oregon districts are already running initial attack fires uh, because it was pretty dry last night. And they had a they had a fire, a new fire start down right outside of the current bootleg perimeter as a result of lightning last night, they were able to catch it, but that just gives you a sense of, you know, geez, still, uh, still being challenged. Every time you think, uh, he gained an inch, um, take a step back, but tomorrow, uh, anticipating similar pattern, but with more moisture associated with it. So more lightning, but really kind of expecting, uh, East side wide moisture associated with these thunderstorms. That's uh, good and bad because as that breaks off, the instability uh, in the atmosphere continues for the rest of the week, and they're expecting uh, triple-digit temperatures. So if there are lightning strikes holding over out there, they're going to be met with um, really tough burn conditions. That's not a great combination. Um, so the moral of the story, certainly on the east side, is a high risk for critical and elevated fire weather. On the west side, uh, not expecting any of those thunderstorms and the associated moisture, but we are expecting increases in temperature as the week goes on. And as we're looking at fuel conditions already, uh, take the South Cascades District, for example, tracking energy release components, so how we measure how hard a fire is going to burn, all numbers are already above the 95th percentile. And for those of you that know Chris Klein, uh, District Forester at Eastern Lane, love that guy. He just sent out one of the most depressing graphs I've ever seen. Uh, ERC values for July 25th are the exact same they were on the day Holiday Farm took off last year. So that gives you a sense of where fuel conditions are at. Not expecting 50 mile an hour east winds, thank God, but uh, fuel conditions are at the same point they were last Labor Day. That's scary. Um, so continuing on, diving in a little more into uh, the drought situation statewide. We've now achieved 17% of the acres in Oregon achieving exceptional drought. So they can't go any, can't get any worse according to the way we track it. 
39% of the states now in extreme and 33% in severe. That doesn't leave a whole bunch left, but the rest of it is in moderate. So some form of drought, moderate or worse, statewide right now. 21 counties have deployed, declared, deployed, there's a, there's a word for it, declared drought emergencies uh, and a statewide average of 40 days since significant rain. That's for all reporting stations. So we know what we're dealing with. Tough fire conditions. Uh, Going to be a tough season. Still have uh, ways to go yet. Um, six to 10 day outlook continuing for above average temperatures uh, and moderate chance of above average moisture. But that's all associated with potential thunderstorm. So giveth and taketh in that forecast. Getting into the uh, specific fire situations, we're down to only two ODF teams committed right now. So, again, I told you at the beginning, good news, bad news story. Uh, Joe Hessel's Team 1, which has been at bootleg for the last couple of weeks, is going to be demobing tomorrow. So wrapping up uh, and transferring command over to a Type 1 team from Alaska that has been down in the region before. On that southeast side that Joe's team is in charge of, I was told that is mostly a mop-up show now. So... Cross fingers that that Alaska team can continue the good work and momentum and uh, they get around uh, the remainder of that that the, the federal uh, interagency team has been responsible for on the north side um, and, uh, and they can put that thing to bed. The other team that's deployed right now for ODF, Team 3, uh, Link Smith's crew, is still out at Elbow Creek uh, and we'll get to how that looks here in a second. Team 2, uh, so Matt Howard's team, is up and ready. They are home. They got a couple days off, uh, and they are ready to monitor a whole bunch of rain in the forecast is my hope. Um, and we won't need them, but they're there if, if we do. So into the area reports, initial attack in Northwest Oregon, thankfully has been light, uh, for the most part, they actually, uh, just dodged a bullet. There was a 70 acre mutual aid fire in Western Oregon, in West Oregon over the weekend that they were able to stop just a couple feet from the district boundary. Other than that, mostly quiet. The game hog fire we talked about last week in Forest Grove is at 182 acres. Has a line all the way around it, about 90% contained, and will scale back hard this week. Bruler fire south of Detroit, that's on the Willamette National Forest. Talked about that quite a bit last week. Uh, it's currently at 195 acres. Uh, the area said it's looking pretty good, 45% containment. There is a combination of direct and indirect line on that. And the fuels are so heavy uh, that they're having a hard time getting the mop up all the way to 100%. That's, uh, it, and that is shown by a new Type 2 team will be coming in tomorrow, transferring command on Wednesday. So they continue uh, to keep a Type 2 team on that incident. They're saying that everything looks good. I still worry about east winds. That's our big exposure as private landowners if an east wind event was to hit that. Um, continuing to advocate, I was in the situation room last week at ODF, still asking for a hundred percent mop up as best we can achieve on that. And, um, the district and the, and the forest are communicating it really well, working hard to make sure that that happens, but keeping an eye on it anyways. Um, all districts starting to look better from a staffing perspective. We talked about, you know, Joe's team getting released tomorrow type or the team two already back in the barn. So they've got some more folks, uh, and bench strength is looking better in Northwest Oregon. Coming heat wave is a concern. No chance for precipitation with these thunderstorms from Northwest Oregon. So, uh, again, same story. Fire season is going to continue to ramp. Southern Oregon, pretty similar story with the fuel conditions. Uh, continue to hit historically high 
levels for fuel condition, uh, ERCs, again, that the way we measure uh, that fire intensity, they're in the 98th percentile across Southwest Oregon. Uh, and they're looking to go into a level three for an IFPL on Wednesday in Southwest Oregon. And the thinking is that level threes are going to climb up the crest of the Cascades in ODF districts, um, likely to be into Eastern Lane by midweek as well at a level three. Um, initial attack was fairly light, fairly light across the area. They did have two significant fires over the weekend, both caught at initial attack. Unfortunately, uh, in Roseburg, one of the mutual aid fires that DFPA responded to, two primary residences were destroyed. Fire was started related to juveniles and, uh, they've been arrested. So, um, that's a sad story down there, but, uh, uh at least they caught it. Another fire, actually a series of fires along the Redwood Highway really had folks scared this weekend. Um, uh, nine separate fires with a hard wind on them, uh, emptied the barn, all agencies, several air assets and were able to catch it. Uh, so good news there at least. Large fires uh, in Southwest Oregon, Jack Creek fire is currently at 21,500 acres. And the South, that we've talked about that, you know, the North side of the, uh, uh, which is where the private, main private exposure is, uh, is still looking really good. Um, cooling down uh, that ODF folks are feeling like we're good on the north side of the Umpqua. The south side, though, especially the southeast corner, is really giving them trouble. It made a big run in Calf Creek uh, over the weekend. Spot Lots of spotting over the line. That thing's burning in several old fire scars, which are really challenging. We talked about that last week, too. Big old snags, brush 30 feet high. They've got orders out for a few more Type 1 crews uh, because it's such a remote piece of ground and, and rough, too. Uh, they're going to hopefully get in there and, and be able to hook that. More work to come, expecting it to be on the landscape for a long time. And so, again, that east wind exposure will persist for a while on that fire. Um, let's see. They're worried in southern, southwest Oregon about the thunderstorms this week. Uh, it's a scary forecast. It, you know, when, when we see this east side moisture, thunderstorms, you know, it sort of lulls you to sleep. I'm not going to talk about a similar forecast that we saw in 2013 and what happened then, but um, they are on pins and needles uh, right now in Southwest Oregon, for at least for Monday, Tuesday, to make sure nothing strays across the crest and causes us any trouble. Eastern Oregon area, jumping over the hill. Uh, we talked about bootleg a little bit already. It's at 409,000 acres, 53% contained. Again, consolidating from two type one teams down to one midweek. A uh, little bit of indirect line construction still on the north side. That's the part of the fire that's not buttoned down. But the rest of it, for the most part, is inside a line. Heavy mop up, expecting that to ramp down, hopefully, quickly. Now, uh, the thunderstorms, again, I mentioned they had a fire outside the line last night. And they're expecting some pretty significant winds associated with this Monday, Tuesday weather. Um, Darlene Fire, southeast of Lapine, uh, last week, is completely done and off the map. Grand View outside of Sisters, completely done and off the map. And some good news out of Elbow Creek up in far northeast Oregon. It's at 22,600 acres. Again, Linksmith's ODF team is on that. Most of that fire is now lined and into heavy mop-up, but they are still having some trouble with some spots over the line in Elbow Creek proper. And that's uh, where, the, where the thing got named for. It's been challenging them all week. Uh, they're still in hand-to-hand -hand combat down there, but... Uh, you know, there's some optimism looking for looking forward to uh, getting that wrapped and maybe maybe winding down this week. Uh, cool story. They're sharing a lot of resources with a couple fires uh, just north of them over in Washington. Um, fires that have been challenging another team up there, but they're sharing resources back and forth and, and uh, getting some good work done between those two. 
They are definitely worried about the forecast this week. Eastern Oregon again, lightning, a little bit of moisture, that's great, but followed by instability and triple-digit temperatures. I, it's, we're going to see some holdovers. So cross your fingers, uh, initial attack can catch them. Uh, on the crew and resource stand, uh, you know, again, good news story. Crews are coming back available through the incident resource agreement specific to ODF. And uh, this is, you know, kind of cool. There are six Oregon National Guard crews uh, deploying today to the bootleg incident. So they will be down there helping with mop up and, and logistics and all that. So pretty cool. Um, you know, air assets and the severity program at ODF are uh, pretty well filled right now. Um, and, and so that's good. Lots available and at least through severity. And there are become, becoming a few call when needed uh, air assets available now as well. That's a little bit in the weeds, but um, basically the, the story is there are starting to become some resources available, which is good as we head into this week and the potential for lightning holdovers. Here's a bad uh, thing, what I'll leave you with for this week. There were nine positive COVID cases on the bootleg fire associated with fire camp. And what that uh, has spurred is a uh, combination between the federal agencies, Oregon Health and ODF, they've all gotten together in the last week and agreed to re-implement COVID protocols uh, from last season. So remember that's things like wearing masks in camp, the sanitizer, uh, stuff like that. I will get more information out to you guys as a community, but anticipate fire camps to be back into full COVID protocol the way we saw it last summer as a result of the outbreak uh, from bootleg. And actually a couple other instance had positive hits as well. So wrap it up for this week. Again, coming into a super challenging uh, um, situation, fuel condition wise, nothing new. Again, be ready, have your contractors ready, know what you're going to do if you get a phone call uh, and be really safe out there this week and have a great, have a great, uh, great week, great, calm, quiet week with nothing but showers from these thunderstorms. So, all right, everyone talk to you again next week.